It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald, Susan Miller-Degnan. Susan, how's it going? It's great. Pacific Northwest, vacay, long vacay, so I'm a little bit, you know, chilling here. Yeah, off-season mode, finally for everyone, uh, most everyone at the Miami Herald, uh, Heat and Panthers, obviously. Losing on back-to-back nights right. earlier this week, a little anticlimactic ending to this really fun sports spring we had here. Um, we miss we didn't get to record last week as I was traveling uh, out to Las Vegas um, for the Panthers uh, playoff series, and and um, actually the timing worked out because we would have had to record too early because there was some big news, Miami sports, Miami Hurricanes news last week. Um, Gino Damare steps down as Miami's baseball coach. Obviously, it's kind of old news now. Or I don't think we're, we're breaking news to anyone who's listening for the first time right now. But um, we'll start there. We'll we'll get to some football stuff in the back half. You checked in with a couple of the uh, new newest Miami Hurricanes, the freshmen who've gotten to campus. A uh, fun story you wrote uh, earlier this week. Um, also recruiting really in full swing. And as we're talking now. By the time people listen to this, Miami's recruiting class might have gotten a little bit stronger than, than it is. We're talking, we'll talk about that yes. as we get later yes. on. But let's start with baseball. Um, first of all, Gino Damari stepping down uh, after another early exit for the Hurricanes losing in the regionals to Texas. Um, first of all, were you, were you surprised? It seemed to kind of kind of come out of nowhere. I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked. I I I I I never thought he was never thought he was going to step down. Yeah. I thought he was, you know, he was intent on 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 you know getting getting the team back. I was surprised, very surprised that the Gino knew so surprised that I finally uh headed out with my husband to meet some other people we haven't seen in a long time for mm-hmm. dinner. And I thought, no, no news is breaking now, <laughs> which is a big mistake. His last words, yeah. Over the years, we know because I usually carry my computer, and I said, "Nah, no way." Sure enough, I'm pulling into the restaurant, and uh, and I see Gino Damari steps down, and I was like, "Gotta go home. Gotta go back." Um, yeah, shocked actually. Um, I don't know. I didn't. I just. I, I did not see that coming. Yeah. I do think he stepped down. I do think he did. I, you know, until I get, you know, right. more inside inside info that tells me otherwise. That's what I think right now. Um, anyway, I I know I know everybody, not everybody. A lot of the die some of the diehard Twitter folks, some of the big baseball fans think yeah. it was time for him to leave, and 
they need new, fresh blood from outside. And um, I think that team improved. I think that program improved with Gino every year. I mean, yes, they had at least, I think, maybe at least, they, I think they led the ACC like every year in victories. Maybe mm-hmm. they were, they were, um, they had a lot of wins. I think at least 40 every year that, you know, he was there, uh, you know, this season, um, you know, first of all, 168 and 86, you know, since he's been a head coach for 661 percentage. Um, I mean, they, they had a really, they had a good team this year. They, yeah. they ran high in a lot of NCA stats. They were good finally in, in defensively so many years. They've just, couldn't feel yep. to me and uh but yes i understand the bottom line they didn't get it they lost again they won an extra game in the regionals they hosted and they were highly seated they were seated ninth in the nation out of you know whatever it is 295 teams baseball teams they were seated i just um it's a shame i wish they would have gotten out of the regionals uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what it, it come, came down to pretty much, right? Like a lot yeah. of the, the stuff is, well, a lot of the numbers are impressive, right? Like you said, the wins, um, the year-by-year improvement. I mean, I, they've improved. Know, when he took over, they had missed the tournament in back-to-back seasons in Jim Morris's last two years. So, like, it's not like he was stepping into Miami in the middle of a dynasty, right? It's not, no, this is not the Miami know. of the 2000s. He was stepping into the low point. Yeah, trying well, to rebuild it. Um Definitely got the program back on track. Like I, I think that's like inarguable. They're they're gonna have um first round pick. You know, they're gonna have a first round pick this year. They have the yeah. best closer in the country. Like they're gonna lose guys, but the recruiting they're classes losing. the recruiting classes have always been strong. Um with Gino at the helm. Um baseball's fickle, right? It's a fickle sport. It's especially the double elimination regionals, like you can you don't have enough pitchers. It's just not a format that works for everyone. Um, Miami has had some, you know, like you lose to Texas this year, right? Like kind of like Texas is really good that, you know, they're, they're a team number two seed in the region, a team that's has like, it's just as much history as Miami. Um, You know, you can lose in the regional every once in a while when you lose to a better team or a comparable team. I think you, you go and look at, you know, and I know last year Ole Miss won the whole thing, but, Ole Miss was the last team in the field. They came out of the Miami regional, right? Like it was for my, I, I'm not by any means, not a college baseball expert. This is not my beat. I very rarely cover the team. Um, right. I, I see both sides of the the coin with Gino. We're like, you know, did a lot, a lot of good things. And, um, you know, it, it's hard to blame a coach for, for like, you know, once once you put the roster together and put a team in position to succeed, there's not a whole lot a coach can do in, in baseball. Um, but at the same time, like not getting out of when's the last time they've been out of they haven't been out of the regionals, obviously, in Gino's entire time. It's been a been a long time. I, I totally get the frustrations from um the diehard Miami baseball fans. And as we know, it's a you know, a small but really, really passionate fan base. Yeah, you know, but you know, I I should note that I some people think what did them in in the long run was was Gino pitching uh Gage Zeal, who is their ace, uh their number one pitcher against the number four seed Maine, you know? Mm-hmm. And um that was like, why is he doing that? Right. Um, I think he 
I don't know. I guess he was worried. He thought that was the best thing. He knew he needed to win that first game. I guess he was feeling a little worried, obviously. But I, you know, like you said, you never know what's going to happen. Alejandro Rosario, who's just, you know, a lot of the time not been great, uh-huh. even though he has great stuff, uh, ended up pitching pretty well. This, you know, um, you know, a the other kids that were, you know, that were uh, relievers ended up, Rafe Schlesinger uh, ends up being fantastic. He pitches almost yeah. the entire game and everybody's like, why didn't they start him? I, I mean, the pitching thing hurt him, I think. But remember, if he really stepped down, I mean, he... I don't know everything going on. I mean, I know he's had a tough time. I know his dad died recently. His dad died recently, obviously. I, yeah, but I don't. And, and it's hard for me. It's hard for me to believe that it, his dad dying, as traumatic as that is, okay, it wasn't like he he didn't expect it. You know, his dad had been sick. I mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that's the reason. I I think if they had won. And gotten out of the regional, he wouldn't be stepping down. That's total an opinion. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it had to be frustrating, right? Like, they've had so many close calls. Like, it's not just that they are have not made it out of regionals in a long time. It's how many years in a row have they hosted, right? They've, they've been the, they've, they've been close a lot. And Well, they've uh, only, they've only, ho- so the they've last only. Two years. The last two years. Yeah. yeah. They've been so, close. They've been getting closer and closer. And, uh, I mean, it ha- like I said, it has to be frustrating. If yeah. it's, you know, my, you know, people, as we said, it's a small, passionate fan base. I get why they're frustrated, but you know, who's more frustrated. Like Gino had to be as frustrated as anyone with, with how close yeah. this team was getting in the recruiting class he was putting together. Um, you know, they lose a year to COVID, right. They lose a season to COVID pretty much a full. Season. Oh yeah. And they were, and they were ranked, and I think they, they were, were fifth in the nation. Yeah, they were, that was supposed to be a really good team. Like, um, and again, he he's had to build this program up, not like from scratch, because even though those Jim Moore, those last Jim Morris teams that didn't make the tournament uh, obviously weren't good. Like Miami recruiting has always been strong, right? Like just be based on where you are but, in the country. Yeah. Like, but, you know, this program getting they've been in the tournament like every year since pretty much. So um, whoever takes over now, I think will be in a much stronger position, certainly than. Um, then then the position Gino was was taking over. Um, whatever whatever that was, five years ago, six years ago now. Yeah. Um, I I also think we you know I I do think it's a totally valid point about UM being a private school. By the way, I yeah. Gino always talked about that, and and he was right. I mean, you know, you have teams like uh, you know, like the Gators and uh, what what? Let's see, LSU. I don't know who who are. Of course, Wake Forest. Is yeah, Texas. I, I, yeah, the, these teams like Florida, which is a great program, but Florida, they get they get a zillion kids. It's so much. It's so right. Yes, because in money. baseball, you get thirteen you scholarships. There. Thirteen scholarships to allocate. Usually, they're broken up I, in baseball. Right, people get partial scholarships stuff a, like that. Right. Um. So. You know, think, you, it's not like football or basketball where you just make where everyone on the roster is on full scholarship or everyone who plays is on full scholarship. Um, even, you know, even if you have 
like you need more than 13 people in baseball, right? Like some people are paying their own way to school and, and yeah, Miami's expensive. It, it makes it, uh, it makes it challenging. It is a real challenge. That's 11, David, I think it's 11. Is it 11? 7. Okay. 11.7. 11. 11. That's broken up. I mean, nobody, hardly anybody gets a, a full scholarship, but you know, when you have a program like Florida, like, I don't know, I don't know what else, Tennessee, like all these, like a lot of, a lot of kids can come out a zillion. It costs a lot less money to go to yeah. school. Miami has to figure out ways to, I don't know. Yeah. Get, some academic, like financial exactly. need, academic scholarships, exactly. like they have to, they have to get exactly. with it. It's, it's, it's tricky. And you know, it's, it's not, it's an excuse. It's not the whole reason like Vanderbilt's the best program in the country probably. Right. And um, well, they're a private school. Forest. Well, Wake is number one now, but I just mean over the, I just mean over the last like decade or whatever, Vanderbilt has been like the powerhouse. They're a private school. Um, right. Like you said, Wake is number one in the country. They're a private school. Um, you know, Duke and another one of Miami's peers is a private school. So it's being a private school does not preclude you from being good, but it does raise a challenge. Um, right. For whoever the next coach is. And, and I think, you know, I think it's hard to, to bring a guy who's maybe was from a public school into the private school situation with with no experience because recruit it's a it's recruiting is a completely different animal and i i i see d1 d1 baseball um i think a couple of days ago uh, kendall rogers came out with some kind of story or report uh and named some people jd artiaga the uh yep. coach for long time pitching coach who played, you know, around you know Gina's Gino's era uh, is is going to interview. Um, I again, I, I think all these internet people and the people that are you know most vocal will, won't want that. They want. You know, I love I love JD Artiaga, but I you know I love Gino. I thought he was I thought he was a really good coach. I I did, uh, and. Um, I don't know. I, I think the program is considered a really sexy, great program. Yeah. To be private or not. I, how could you not want to? Yeah, you're in Miami. Team? The talent is really, really good down here. Oh, um, yeah. History is great. History is good. Good ballpark. Loyal fan base. Um, you know, NIL, probably a pretty good NIL situation compared to a lot of baseball programs around the country. Um, Hopefully. ACC. For is, is, I hope. Yeah, ACC is good, like good competitive baseball, but also not the SEC, right? You're not in the, not in that meat grinder necessarily. You should be top two or three in the league every year. Um, you know, I, I mean, we're seeing similar. You know, it's not the same, but we're seeing similar stuff happen at Florida State, right? Where they just missed the tournament this year um, for Ooh. the first time in they had a bad fifty year. years they, or whatever. They yeah. had a very bad year. Um, so it's not one for one comparison, but it's the same idea up there where people are like, all right, we need to finally go outside the program. Um, and Miami, which again has had more success, you know, has been successful lately. It's not like this program is like has fallen apart inside the program. It like I, I totally get the the thought in that. Like the you know, it's it's like any business, right? You you there's there's value in promoting people from within, but um eventually you're kind of all coming from the same point of view and th same thought process yeah, is, uh, 100%. Uh, sometimes you need need an outside perspective i i some other names david i saw per d1 baseball john jay uh we all know john jay yep. and also on the Marlins staff currently Marlins yep. first base coach uh and you know 
and former great player and a great UM player. Um, apparently he's considered a long shot. And uh, uh, I think they're, the name that I heard last uh, per, I guess, D1 baseball was Troy Kulowitzki, Kulowitzki, who was an assistant with Texas. Yep. <laughs> I'm saying it wrong. Uh, it, it, from 2020 to 22, and he didn't coach last year. Uh, he was an assistant. I think Texas had gotten to the World Series a couple of years yeah. with him. Uh, and uh, again, all reportedly, because I've been on my short vacation for a few <laughs> days, I haven't looked into this stuff, but he uh, reportedly passed on the head job at USC last year, and he didn't coach. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm sad that Gino left and yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll just see what happens. I think they're going to lose a lot of guys. We'll see how many guys they lose to the right. portal, David. Yeah. Awesome. So um, yeah, they'll lose guys to the portal. I'm sure. And whatever new coach comes in, they'll probably get guys to the portal too, right? It's the portal, point. Giveth, the portal taketh away. So yeah, um, yeah, we'll, we'll check back in on, on this is obviously we get a little bit closer to, to maybe seeing what Miami does here the college world series is this weekend right it, it starts so yeah uh the it season will be wrapped up in the next... tomorrow no today's yeah. thursday right? so so the season will wrap up um you know we'll see if if they wait until after that i don't know if, if any potential candidates could be like assistance from schools that are uh up in omaha or anything like that so uh yeah we'll check in with this story again in in a couple of weeks once we kind of know uh where things are headed Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's switch gears to football. Um, a couple of football topics, as we said, we'll do a little recruiting uh, at the end. I'm I'm kind of checking back in. I know I'm usually kind of our, our recruiting correspondent on here, but I've been a little busy um, traveling uh, across the country and watching the Panthers lose. Um, but uh, let's start. You you wrote a story uh, earlier this week. You can check it out at MiamiHerald.com. Yeah. It was in, what, the Monday paper or the Tuesday paper? Um Talking to a bunch of the uh, the freshmen who have, I think, all arrived on campus now, right? Is, is that um, just what were your takeaways? Well, you talked to a bunch of guys. Um, yeah, I talked some. They're excited. Uh, uh, you know, as, as you can imagine, yep. we had the early enrollees that were already there. And these are guys that are from places like, uh, you know, uh, Plantation American Heritage. Uh, well, I don't think there are any St. Thomas guys, but no. school like that that don't allow yeah, private schools usually don't let guys graduate early so yeah you talk to uh mark fletcher right you talk to frankie tinalau from LaSalle. uh yep um, and chris johnson 
Chris Johnson from Dillard. Um, Johnson from Dillard, yeah, and um, and and Mike Smith, the coach. Uh, at American from, Heritage, yeah. At American Heritage, yeah. And you know, like Mike Smith told me, hey, we have like fourteen guys. If I have, if I'm remembering right, in the NFL now from Plantation. Yep. American Heritage. Uh, I don't think because I asked them about going at this time of year. It's late. I mean, they've already missed spring football, even though they're great players. You know, I asked how much does that make a difference, really, in this day and age. A lot of kids like to get there early, and that's when he pointed out about the NFL thing. He said yeah. none of them went early either. Um, I don't know. I, I uh, all I know is that this new crop they're. Like always, as always, they're excited. Uh, Tinelaw, uh, I loved him. Yeah, great. Him. Like he'll be – he's the kind of guy who could be a fan. I mean, it's like an offensive lineman, right? Like it, <laughs> it's a little harder, but he's he's such a great personality. Yeah, he's he's really great. Uh, and he kept talking about like, Bruno Kinsler. Bruno. Uh, uh-huh. so Tommy Kinsler is his roommate. Um, just uh, – very very enthusiastic um and was you know is ready to work out all those guys are are working out during the summer a yep. lot uh they you know chris johnson is really he's fast david yeah track star i mean like Woo! yeah that track star and um you know i talk about that in my story uh you know one two two-time defending <clears throat> who wins both titles again in the 200 yeah. meter like dash. legitimately one of the fastest 200 guys in the country i'm pretty sure oh he was uh that it was um it, it, he broke a record yeah right correct yeah so t- at 20 seconds 20.4 seconds and then the the 100 meters 10.25 seconds i mean the guys he's super fast he's very excited uh he said uh these guys were talking. They talked to uh, Mario Cristobal like like every day or every other day. Uh-huh. They're constantly, and they love that. They don't always talk about football. Mark Fletcher was really funny. He was telling another uh, running back. Oh, he's he's roommates with Chris Johnson, mm-hmm. and he was telling me uh, uh, about the prom. He was like, <laughs> I, I was talking to him while I was he was changed. He had just changed, you know. So he said that he uh, rented a, a he said a nice little a nice little Corvette, and uh, he wore all black. Uh, he said with, with not a, not a just a just an all black suit. Um, and where's where's my Mark Fletcher here? Uh, and um, he said he said he's been talking about this his whole life with his father, you know. So. Mark Fletcher again, American Heritage. These were local uh-huh. kids. Chris Johnson, yeah, all local so kids. Yeah. Um, and see here. Um, and also, I, I talked to the NCAA, and I and I looked up the NCAA rules to make sure. And they, you know, they're not allowed to. They'll they'll meet among themselves and practice and right. do stuff. They only are allowed. Uh, they they'll have supervision while they're lifting with weight training conditioning coaches to kind of oversee, make every, make sure they're safe. Um, but they're not, they're given not more than two hours a week uh, to review film with coaches right. and not more than two hours to spend on non-contact skill related instructions. 
So no pads, no equipment. You can't use any equipment in that two hours of instruction with coaches per week. Uh, only in football. That's the only thing that they can use. Um, and you know they'll go like that until the first, till 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 the first week in August when they start. Um, they start practice. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. A lot of a lot of there'll be also a lot of transfers. Remember. Right. Yeah. So, a lot going to be a lot of new bodies. I mean, it's a big recruiting class. What twenty three guys I think signed. Um, and then yeah, we're up into the easily the double digits in in terms of transfers. Obviously, quite a few of those guys, both the freshmen and transfers, were uh, on campus in the spring. But yeah, a lot of new. The team's going to look a lot different this year. Um, those running backs. Oh, are, yeah. Those running backs are pretty fun. They got like a real thunder and lightning kind of thing to them. I know it never. It never works out so smoothly. Your duo, but um, you know, Fletcher is, is built like an NFL right yeah, exactly. already. And and Chris Johnson is uh probably gonna have to get a little bigger. Um but I mean, like we said, like one of the fastest guys in the entire country. So um real quick before we finish up, uh, and he should... and Damari Brown. Yep, Damari Brown, yeah. another important guy coming in. Uh-huh. Uh, he's one of the guys, he's the guy that I think is like kind of of the guys who maybe weren't there in the spring, you look at the freshman, like he's the one who has a chance. Cornerback mm-hmm. is hard, right? Like some of the freshmen, it's just it's a really hard transition to make. It's a really hard position to play. Um, but he's the one who, if he can get on the field, can probably make the biggest difference for this entire freshman class, just because we we feel like they're a little thin at corner, right? And um, physically, he's at least ready. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what he can do. Uh, before we wrap things up, we should really quickly touch on – some of the current recruiting, um, as we set up at the top, uh, Elijah uh, Lofton, a four-star tight end from uh, Bishop Gorman, is set to announce his commitment uh, late night tonight. So that'll already be made by this morning. Mm-hmm. We're both expecting um, Miami. That would be a big get for them. Um, to me, the, the thing that – the way I would kind of talk about this Miami recruiting class is, uh, which is still – I think it's right – just barely inside the top 25 right now. Not a lot of like sexy names in it, right? It's a lot of three-star recruits, some some higher yeah. three-star guys. Yeah, Still kind of looking for those big splashes. Um, they've set a good foundation, though. That's kind of the way I think I would put it. They've got all these, you know, you, you need to fill out your roster with good high upside or, or project type three-star recruits or high seal, you know, high floor three-star guys. Like those are the, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of every class. Um, and they've just, I mean, they've, they've had kind of an incredible list of visitors, uh, throughout June, um, first weekend of June, yeah. I think they had four, five-star recruits. They had five, five, five-star recruits on campus, um, in the last two weekends, four last weekend, one, one more this weekend. Um, you know, Jeremiah Smith, another five-star supposed to be on campus the following weekend. Um, then it's. Uh, Legends camp the weekend after that, which is always a big. And I'm looking at the the list of expected visitors for that, and that you know that's like where Chance Robinson's coming. I remember that was the big visit weekend kind of last year because you get all the alumni around to make their pitch, right? You get the current players are all hanging out. Uh, big visitor class, a lot of younger guys. Um, you know, like I know they still don't have big names, as I said, but they are. They've not, they haven't missed out on a lot of names either is, is the way I, I keep telling, you know, the way I, I feel like I've said it a million times 
whenever we talk recruiting on the show because we're waiting for something to happen, but nothing bad has happened yet either. So it's like, yeah, they're behind. Like, I mean, you look at Georgia's class is like insane. They've got like 18 guys committed and like 12 of them are like top 100 <laughs> recruits already or something. Like you'd, you'd love to be in their position, but um, I don't know. It's hard to hard uh, hard to worry about Miami's recruiting class oh, right now. And as I said before, they took off their their recruiting class took off end of June into July last year. So if we're we're sitting here a month from now and Miami's class still looks like this, then yeah, maybe it's a little bit of a time to worry. But for now, um, they're taking their swings right now, and and they got to just hit on some. They got a lot of singles, right? Some doubles. Got to got to hit the home runs eventually. Mario wanted, look, it's obvious what his uh, priority was, and that's the offensive line. Yeah, did that last he year. Got, he got his offensive line. I mean, that yep. he got his offensive line. Now he's trying to kind of shore up a defensive line, I think. Yeah. And that's where you got to start. I mean, the offensive line was definitely his priority. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, Should they got five-star good. defensive lineman Justin Scott on campus this weekend. They had five-star defensive lineman David Stone on campus last weekend. Five-star defensive lineman Colin Simmons, five-star defensive lineman Dylan Stewart. Like the the yeah, you can. It's all about the trenches, and I mean that's a it, it's a good way and to go it about is, it. Get a get it an elite is all line. about it. <laughs> get an elite <laughs> offensive line class one year, then get an elite defensive line class the next year. If you keep doing that every other year, I feel pretty good about the future of Miami football. But they got to close on these guys, right? They haven't missed on them yet. They got to close on them. So it's yeah. hard to judge. It's hard to say that much about the recruiting until uh, until some of these guys start committing. So. Hopefully we'll see that playing. Yeah. Hopefully we'll, we'll start to see that uh, later this month, because that is, that's when it really gets started, right? These big guys, these big, big recruits, most of them wait, most of them wait until they're done with June and they've taken their four or five official visits. Um, And then July kind of tends to be commitment season. So uh, we'll see what they can do then. Um, I'm looking forward to legends camp though. I was, I was a little worried that maybe there was going to be a conflicting parade date with it if, if the Panthers have oh, closed it no out. Worries. No, uh, worries. no worries now. That, that's no. next next Thursday. So are you back from vacation by then? You're still out in Oregon. All right. So maybe uh I'm sure I'll be out there with Barry then. We'll we'll uh we'll have to reconvene after that and uh maybe talk about uh some of the stuff we saw some of the alumni who are gonna be there always a fun uh weekend down in Coral Gables. Um but we were just about out of time, so uh, we'll close things out there. You can follow Susan on Twitter at smillerdegnan, uh, although she won't be tweeting very much. She's on vacation. Uh, <laughs> but uh, vacation. follow her there because eventually, before you know it, we'll be back uh, in the football season. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Um, I'm also probably going to not be tweeting as much lately or now that the Panthers are done. So uh, I have my own vacation coming up in a little bit soon. But um, until then, uh, thanks as always for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Happy summer, everyone.